Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor, working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You're listening to episode 31, Don't Figure It Out. Welcome back, y'all. Glad to be here with you after a week off last week. I'm finding it funny that I said after the Christmas and Thanksgiving hiatuses that we would be having, you know, straight weekly episodes again going into the new year. Um, And here we are. We've had another week off. And last week was about the fact that I had just had some dental work that was more intense than I expected and wanted to give my mouth a break. Um, And the fact that I had to make a conscious decision about the future of this podcast and wanted to give it a week to settle to make sure that decision felt right. So I will speak a little more about that in a moment. But first, our opening practices. First for me is to remind you that if you'd like to support this podcast, the best ways to do so are by rating and or leaving a review on whatever platform you use to listen, which helps more people find the podcast. And if you'd like to help more people find the podcast by sharing on social media, by word of mouth, I'm really grateful for that as well. And as always, <laughs> my gratitude uh, is just to be here and to have you listening and to get to share these practices with you. So let's go into our opening practice of singing the sound of Om one time. Om is the sound of consciousness, and it is said to be the fundamental sound that contains all other sounds. So it's kind of a practice of expanding, expanding the lens a little bit so we have a little more space to see and to feel and to practice. And you can do that by singing Om out loud with me or just by listening. And if you're coming along, I'll invite you to get your body into a comfortable position. If it is safe and supportive for you to do so right now, you might close your eyes or just soften your gaze by looking down the tip of your nose or gazing at the floor. And from here, I'll invite you to take a breath in through your nose if nostril breathing is accessible for you. And let it out through your nose. Just clear some space with the breath. And then we'll take a breath in for OM together. Thank you for joining me in that practice. And now for this week's discussion. And we're talking about the idea of figuring it out. And I have been in a space of figuring things out for the last couple weeks, um, probably longer than that. There's been a lot to sort through for all of us over the last couple years, but really specifically in the last couple weeks um, around this podcast. And I spoke 
at length about this in an Instagram post I made in lieu of a podcast last week, which you can find at my Laura Tara Instagram page if you want to read it. Um, essentially just saying that as I was figuring out how I wanted to move forward with this podcast, I made the decision to stay on Spotify, despite the fact that Spotify um, paid Joe Rogan $100 million, um, and he is someone who um, both allows and actively spreads misinformation. Um, his language around race has been violent, um, and I heartily, heartily <laughs> disagree with Spotify choosing to um, pay him egregious amounts of money and to platform him. And I am, you know, I, I'm not seeing this as an issue of free speech because uh, Spotify is not a government entity. They are a private company and in a free market economy, um, a private company does not have to give anyone a platform. So I'm very clear on that. And yet I've also become very clear that I'm staying on Spotify. And there are a lot of complex um, and nuanced factors that go into that. The first is just logistically, um, this is the best and most supportive way for me to continue to make these podcasts, um, which is in, in, in some ways, it, it fuels me and it's a way that I get to serve. I get to share, I get to offer meditation and, and yoga philosophy in an accessible way. Um, and in order to keep doing that, I'm choosing what is easiest, honestly, the most supportive, um, and that's to continue to host my podcast through SoundCloud, which then the RSS feed that I upload this podcast to on SoundCloud automatically feeds it into Apple and Spotify. Um, and there are other options, but this continues to be the most feasible. And I am making a conscious choice to do what is most feasible so that I can keep doing this. Um, but I'm really clear about that. And I'm really aware that it's a very complex um, and gray choice to make. And then the other reasons I'm choosing to stay, um, and I'm, they've only been solidified as this saga with Spotify has unfolded over the last week. Um, you know, Spotify is keeping Joe Rogan. They are not deplatforming Joe Rogan. Um, so this Joe Rogan's content is going to be on Spotify. Um, and I fully support anyone who chooses not to use Spotify anymore um, or to pay Spotify especially anymore because of that. And I actually don't exchange or receive any money uh, from Spotify through this podcast to be transparent about that. Um, but that content still is going to exist on Spotify. And so my choice is to uh, continue to have my content exist on Spotify as well. Um, content that is centers consciousness, um, content from someone who, though I sit at many, many intersections of privilege, I have blind spots and areas of violence in myself because I have grown up in a privileged position in a violent world. I'm trying my best to become conscious of those things over a lifelong process and share that out loud. And I am centering practices of consciousness and transformation uh, with this content. And it feels like it matters that if Joe Rogan's content is going to live on Spotify, um, mine also does. So where there is unconsciousness, I am choosing to keep adding consciousness on Spotify. Um, and I have a, it's a privilege to be able to say, you know, I am not directly impacted by the violence of some of Joe Rogan's words. I'm choosing to stay and I feel responsible for using the privilege I have to stay on Spotify and using whatever platform I have to continue to talk about the issues with the platforms themselves and talk about how they need to change. So I am choosing to do that. And 
you know, the biggest um, kind of affirmation or mantra that has grounded me in this time of figuring it out with what I'm going to do with this podcast um, has been the truth that there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. The lack of integrity being displayed with Spotify and Joe Rogan is a symptom of the larger system that allows corporations to prioritize integrity, or excuse me, prioritize profit over integrity, over people's well-being. Um, And Spotify is by far not the only platform that does that, right? Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, so many of these information platforms, my cat obviously has a lot to say about this, Um, but so many of these information platforms are doing the exact same thing. And We all choose our boundaries and we make these complex decisions of how we do or don't engage with these very gray um, platforms every day. Uh, And so if we were to boycott every single thing that contributes to um, unethical things, (laughs) contributes to harm in some way, I should say, we wouldn't be able to function. And that's not to say that boycotts don't matter or don't work. And I fully support, again, anyone who decides to get off of Spotify. Um, I'm just being clear about the factors that have led to my personal decision. And no ethical consumption under capitalism um, has been the biggest the biggest factor for me. Because ultimately, um, this is about the larger system that contributes to this issue. And the whole thing has to be reimagined. The whole system has to be reimagined. And it's ultimately up to the people at the top who have the highest uh, amounts of power to be the catalysts for that reimagining because they're the ones who have the power to do it. Um, And I'm going to use what power and privilege I have to keep talking about how they need to. So that's kind of a, it's a, it's a, um, sort of condensed but mostly full version of why I chose to stay on Spotify. Again, you can read more about it on Instagram. Um, And I wanted to provide that update with my voice and my words on this podcast platform. Um, But it also, it leads into the, the discussion topic that I'm that I'm centering on this week's episode, because again, I was in a space where I had to do a lot of figuring it out. I had to sit with a lot of different factors, um, a lot of different paths forward with my comfort level, my capacity, um, just my ability to um, continue to create this podcast and, and work with the logistical pieces of it. I just, I had to sit with a lot of stuff and figure it out. And Like I said, this has not been the only thing I've had to figure out in the last couple years, nor has it been for any of us. There's been a lot of complex and difficult scenarios that we've all had to make a lot of pretty difficult decisions around. We've had to make a lot of choices and a lot has been asked of us in the last couple of years. And so figuring it out has been happening a lot. And I noticed something in my practice earlier this week um, as I was sitting for meditation, trying to turn my focus in toward myself and observe my inner landscape. I noticed something about my mind. I noticed that my default mode is still figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. That even when I'm trying to be still and contemplative, my mind's... um, baseline is just try to figure things out, make decisions, make choices, analyze things, analyze things. Um, And, you know, the human mind is like that anyway, because, you know, we are wired to try to um, uh, interpret our surroundings um, and survive, right? Um, But I feel like that's been compounded by all of the um, 
real and sometimes heartbreaking, sometimes painful choices we've all been having to make over the last couple of years. And so that that mode of figure it out in the mind, I feel like has been dialed up. And I noticed as I was meditating that even as I tried to feel my breath, feel my present moment experience, I kept, my mind was so loud with its constant trying to figure it out. And I've spoken before about how when I hear my mind, sometimes another voice will interject that is not the same tone or tenor or quality as my thoughts. And when that voice interjects, I can typically recognize it as the voice of something bigger than me, whether that is my soul, my spirit, uh, my higher power, right, my higher self, God, my guru, Majaya, uh, right, my primary teacher. Um, But I recognize it as a voice that's bigger and more profound than my thoughts. And as I was sitting in this particular meditation and really noticing how much my mind was just trying to figure out, even when I was just trying to be in the present moment, um, that voice interjected and just said, stop trying to figure it out. (laughs) Stop trying to figure it out. You don't actually have to figure it out. And I've really taken that as a teaching in the last several days. And I want to be clear that I don't think stop trying to figure it out means, you know, don't engage in the world and be with the reality of, you know, what's going on and make conscious choices. As those things arise, we have to do our best to, you know, be in them and and make the choices that are going to, um, you know, be conscious and be of service and serve our highest good. Or at least that's what that's what I believe as someone who walks the spiritual path and, and aspires toward the highest good as best I can. So don't, you know, stop figuring it, stop trying to figure it out doesn't mean, you know, don't engage with the world and make choices. I think it just means in every single moment, we are not responsible for figuring it out. And when I say it, I'm not actually talking about one specific decision, like the very specific decision that I had to make around Spotify. I'm talking about in a broad sense, it as in life, it as in this human experience, it as in how we feel and who we are. We are not responsible for always trying to analyze it and make meaning out of it and do something to our experience so that we understand it better, right? Like figuring it out. That I don't think that's actually helpful, at least all the time. And so in that meditation, I was able to take that as a teaching. You know, stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to figure your present moment experience out. And in a way, it's almost like, yeah, there's enough to figure out out there. And sometimes we really have to do that. But the moments where we're in spiritual practice, which is what so much of what this podcast is about, um, we get to take refuge and we get to give ourselves a moment of spaciousness where we're not having to figure it out. We're not having to um, solve the present moment, right? We get to just be in it. And so I took that teaching and I said to my mind, stop trying to figure it out. And then I redirected my attention to the quality of my breathing, to the sensations I was feeling in the moment, which included some anxiety and some, you know, frenetic energy because I could tell my mind was stressed out, right? I could feel that in my body, but I kept, you know, directing myself back to how I was feeling in the moment, 
to, you know, the sensation of my tailbone on the floor, to, you know, a mantra or to an image of the sacred. So I would continuously notice it happening, right? It's not as if I could, it's not as if I was able to tell my mind, stop trying to figure it out and then redirect to the present moment and then just be good. And then I was in the present moment and that was it. Because if that was the case, I probably wouldn't have even been in the situation where I was noticing my wild mind trying to figure things out. It would have just, it's just, it would just be as easy as snapping my fingers and I would be done. No, I said, stop trying to figure it out. And I came back to the different pieces of my present moment experience that helped keep me more centered. And then eventually my awareness drifted back up into my mind and I got back on the figure it out train and I noticed it eventually and said, once again, stop trying to figure it out. Came back to the breath, to the body, to the sensations, to the sacred. And then once again, I got back into figure it out mode and then eventually I noticed it and I said, okay, stop trying to figure it out. And I came back over and over again. And I offer that as a an affirmation that as we're sitting, you know, we're going to do some practice with this here in a moment. And as we're sitting with this idea of we don't have to figure out the present moment, we don't have to solve everything all the time. It doesn't mean it's going to be just this easy, straightforward thing. It's, it's years of conditioning and, you know, um, trauma responses and experiences that we're slowly trying to unwind. And it doesn't actually matter how many times we get into that figure it out mode, um, you know, when we're trying to practice. It doesn't it doesn't make us bad practitioners if our mind continuously goes back to that default mode over and over again. Because like I described before, there eventually comes a point where we notice it. And that is really where the practice is. That's where we are aware, right? The awareness comes and we experience a moment of consciousness and even just noticing the quality of our mind, even if it is frenetic and wild and trying to figure it out, that is presence. We then get to, even just noticing the mind, we get to step away from the mind a moment and notice that it's part of our experience, but it's not the whole experience. So those moments of awareness, when we notice that we've gone back into figuring it out mode, That's where the powerful practice comes in because then we get to say, okay, stop. Coming back to my breath, coming back to my moment, coming back to how I feel, coming back to what connects me to the sacred, whatever it is. And we can do that as many times as we need to. And I have been taught that the more we actually notice those default modes when we get back into them and we redirect our awareness to something a little more deep and clear and real in the present moment, the more we actually train our brains to meditate, to be present. We create new neural pathways so that it does become a little bit easier every time to walk away from figure it out mode and get back into present moment mode. So even though I said, of course, it's not just going to be this one time thing where we get to tell ourselves, stop figuring, stop trying to figure it out and come into the present moment. And then we're just present. Yes, it is going to be a little more difficult than that. But when we purposefully do it over and over, it does get easier. They, the, our brains and our systems do support us in learning how to do that every time. And the word for spiritual practice in Sanskrit is sadhana. Sadhana, S-A-D-H-A-N-A. And the root of that word is sad, 
S-A-D-H, and it just means to do something in a sustained way. That's all practice really means. And I don't think that means we have to do the exact same practice every day for our whole lives. That might support some of us, but we are you know, fluid and constantly transforming humans. So sometimes we need to, to flow with ourselves and let it adapt and evolve. Um, but it just means to do the practice over and over again. And I really think that applies to this idea of we get to release ourselves from having to figure everything out. Because... It's a practice. It's a sadhana. And it just takes noticing it as many times as we can notice it when we get into that mode of trying to figure out the present moment and saying stop and coming back to the things that feel a little more supportive in the moment that we are in. And so we get to take this into practice together. This practice of this sadhana of Letting go of the idea of figuring it out all the time. And I'll affirm once again that this is a practice with so much compassion contained in it because it makes so much sense if you are like me and you're really noticing yourself in figure it out mode all the time. You're noticing your mind, especially if you do some kind of spiritual practice and it's a little harder for you right now because you're noticing your mind trying to figure it out you know, figure out the moment rather than just being in the moment because we've been through so much that requires us to be very alert and to make decisions and choices and to analyze so much new information all the time. So it makes sense that our minds are there, but it's not exactly the most supportive thing for us to feel, to be in that mode all the time, especially when we're trying to do practice. So we're going to work consciously with the figure it out mode of the mind and give ourselves some tools to start to unwind that and and recalibrate um, and, and just create a new pathway for ourselves uh, to be a little more present. So this is the moment in the Awareness Offerings podcast where we go into... Um, Contemplative practice, we sit for some meditation. So if you're doing something that would preclude you from sitting uh, quietly and still, relatively quietly and still for a few moments, this might be a good time to pause the podcast and come back later when you're ready. But if you're ready to go now, I'll invite you to get your body into a comfortable seat. And a comfortable seat is any seat at all, as long as you can lengthen your spine, the central channel of your body where all your energy moves, where your nervous system lives, So when it is long and open, things just kind of flow and connect a little better, which can be supportive of us. But you can sit wherever and however you need to sit to get a long spine, whether that's on a chair, on your meditation cushion, back against the wall, legs crossed or not, any variation therein, just finding your meditative seat. And as you find this seat, feel free to soften and turn toward yourself by closing your eyes or choose to soften your gaze just by gazing down the tip of your nose or at the floor. Just softening your vision a little bit so that your internal world comes into a little more focus than the external for right now. Again, not because we are not responsible for making decisions and being in the external world, but because sometimes we need to take refuge from it for a moment so that we we can continue to be in it in the most conscious way possible. So going inward, 
And maybe going towards your breath to support that. Maybe listening to the sound of your breathing or feeling the waves of breath expanding and contracting as you inhale through your nose and exhale through your nose if nostril breath is available to you. If you prefer a different practice than your breath, if that's not the most supportive thing to do, you could also choose to listen to you know, a sound that you could hear you might feel a sensation that you feel right now, whether that's your tailbone on the floor or the clothes on your skin. Just choosing anything, your breath or something else that's happening right now. Just to start to remind yourself that you are happening right now. You are in this moment. You are awake and alive. And just that matters. And it's enough. through mindfulness of breathing or awareness of whatever is happening in your moment, you start to invite yourself to settle, to release doing, to release busyness, constant motion, and invite yourself into some internal stillness, some internal quiet so that you can see and feel and hear and contact the present moment. Because that's enough. You being here in this moment is enough. And the mind's tendency to constantly try to figure it out can be interpreted as a a reflection of unworthiness a reflection of the idea that we are not enough as we are in the moment, just alive, just being us, that we have to do more. We have to solve something. We have to figure something out to get to some next level, to be worthy, to be okay, when really okayness and worthiness exist because we are here. So we'll take a few more moments just to settle into here. However that feels for you, whatever you're experiencing whatever physical sensations are here, whatever the energy or the emotional experience is like, even whatever thoughts you're having. Remember, the moment you become aware of your thoughts, you see that there's something, there's a part of you that's not your thoughts. So we just watch it all. We arrive in presence together as best we can.
And then from this place, we'll go into some more kind of formalized guided practice, working with this idea of figuring it out and then not (laughs) figuring it out. So in your meditative container, your meditative space, I'm going to invite you to bring your awareness to your mind. That might involve actually like bringing your focus to the physical space of your forehead, your skull, right? The physical location of your brain. It might just imagine, it might just involve, you know, listening in for the thoughts you're having, but do what you need to do to bring your focus to your mind. And I'm going to invite you to take the next 15 seconds to let it rip, to let your mind go wherever it goes, to think about as many things as your mind wants to think about, to go onto as many trains of thought as your mind wants to take you on, uh, to just go into that energy of mind, cognitive, figuring it out, right? Just um, analyzing and and judging all the qualities of the mind. I'm just going to invite you to spend 15 seconds going for it. Go into that space purposefully of your mind. I'll keep count. Let's go. Now, say to your mind, stop. Not in a way that is harsh or demanding or angry, just neutral and maybe even loving and compassionate. Just say stop. And redirect your focus to your breath or to the sensations you feel in your body. Or bring to mind an image of the sacred or the divine or a mantra that you like. Something that connects you to presence. Redirect your focus there and be there for a moment. And you might have noticed already that your mind is jumping or that your focus is jumping back to your mind and it's okay. Remember, the more we practice it, the more opportunities we have to practice it, the more we learn how to do it. So now we're going to do that on purpose again. This time for 10 seconds, go into it. Think all the thoughts, figure out all the things, go into that mind space and let it rip starting now. And then say to your mind, stop and come back to your breath or to whatever is connecting you to presence, to your aliveness and worthiness and wholeness right now. Come back to that, redirect your focus and be there for a moment. You might notice you're already back to your mind. It's natural. It it gives us fertile ground to practice. So now for five seconds, go into the mind, think the thoughts, let it rip, 
starting now. And then say to your mind, stop. And come back to the breath, to the sensations, to whatever connects you and be there. And now we'll shorten the length of time even more. This time, just bringing it into a natural flow like you would as your thoughts come up in any practice. When the thoughts come up, you notice them whenever you do in that powerful practice of awareness. And you say stop. And you come back to the breath, the sensations, the moment. And then eventually when they come back, you say stop. And you come back to the breath, the sensations, the moment. And then when they come back, you say stop. And you come back to the breath, the sensations, the moment. And the practice just flows like that, like a dance. Shiva, the original practitioner of yoga in Hindu and yogic mythology, is often depicted dancing. And I think one of the reasons that is is because... This practice is a dance. We move away, we move into the mind, we come back to the moment. We forget and then we remember. So do your dance for a few more breaths. Saying stop when you notice the mind and coming back to your breath, to your present moment experience over and over again. From here, I'll invite you to take a breath in through your nose. Sigh through your mouth, ground and release. Two more. And one. 
And you can begin to blink your eyes open. You can move your body around, just coming back into the space, back into your day out of the formal meditation. And this is typically the part of the podcast where I invite you to continue to feel the space that you created for yourself in meditation, even after the formal practice is over, because you get to take it with you. And I feel like that is exceptionally true with this particular practice, because the stop trying to figure it out is is not just for formal meditation. Um, and my my understanding is that all formal meditation really is a practice for the moments when we need the practices in our lives. But especially this, I feel like it can be really helpful in the times where we find ourselves overthinking in a way that's not helpful or spiraling or just really caught in the mind, even just throughout our day. And again, that's not to say we're not making decisions or choices, but just the times when the mind gets overwhelming and we can just say stop and come back and stop and come back over and over. And the loving affirmation and teaching in that that I received and now I'm gratefully sharing with you is stop trying to figure it out. You don't have to figure it out. Back to your breath. Back to your body. Back to the things that connect you to aliveness and simplicity and to the sacred. Because you are worthy of those things right now and you don't have to solve anything to be worthy of those things. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Laura Tara, L-A-U-R-A-T-A-R-A on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Oxella Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram. <laughs>